Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. The Zone. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, it looks like we're going to get by with precipitation today, but it's going to be in the form of rain. Then tomorrow, that's when the snow event is expected to occur. Good morning, everyone. Farm Director Pam Youngke, glad to be along with you. We'll talk about more details weather-wise with Stumacher Ag Meteorologist in about 15 minutes. Today, we are going to see about a 30% chance of precipitation precipitation but because daytime highs today are expected to be around 43 degrees it should be in the form of rain then everything starts to change overnight into tomorrow tomorrow about an 80 percent chance of precipitation but with temperatures only around 26 degrees it's probably going to be snow how much well like i said we'll talk more about that with Stu Muck. Well, we've got a new face representing Wisconsin on the Cattlemen's Beef Board. I'm introducing you to her this morning, Tammy Wiedenbeck from uh, Southwest Wisconsin. A new face that's learning how beef checkoff dollars are being spent. Stick around for those details and more. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Let's face it, this is the time of the year when things are a little on the dull side. Our weather's a little dull, our colors are definitely dull. But if you're looking to liven things up at mealtime, well, look no further than Bavaria Sausage Kitchen. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for Judy and the crew. Easy to shop face-to-face Monday through Friday, 9 until 5, at the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchroner Road in Fitchburg, or always open online, BavariaSausage.com. And I'll tell you what, if you're a foodie and you want to liven up your mealtime, liven up when you're entertaining, boy, they've got great suggestions you're probably not even thinking about at Bavaria Sausage. Pickles and pickled vegetables, herring, fish, caviar. They've also got all kinds of snack foods, cookies, and crackers. Just take a look at the list and start shopping. Again, BavariaSausage.com, open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, or face-to-face Monday through Friday, 9 until 5, at the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchroder Road in Fitchburg. And do me a favor, tell them the farm babe sent you. In order to figure out the future of grazing, we first need to take a step back and look at the past. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Jason Cavadini is the UW Extension Grazing Outreach Specialist. He says grazing is not a new concept, but with key technological advancements, it is making it a new opportunity for some. It's kind of interesting to even use the word future with grazing just because it's not a new thing at all. In fact, it's probably one of the most ancient things that we talk about in agriculture. But it is, you know, as we look at some of the issues or just the challenges that we're facing, and just in Wisconsin alone in agriculture, whether you talk about farms going away or resource concerns, grazing does tend to 
to be a good solution for all of those. And so often we have to make the distinction between the kind of grazing that we're talking about compared to maybe what a lot of people have memories of from childhood or generations ago. And this is not necessarily the same as that. This we call managed grazing, emphasis on the management. And we're just really trying to manage the forage and the land in a way that allows animals to perform well and also the land to be productive for a long time. So it really is a little bit of a futuristic way of looking at an old thing. But I guess to answer your original question about taking a look back, you know, we're seeing this practice make advancements because of some of the things that I just described, but some of the landscape is different now than it was then with farms. There's fewer farms and there's a lot larger farms. And so the conversations are just different now than they were a couple decades ago as we talk about how to integrate this practice onto farms. What are some key technological advancements or research that you have done that is helping to equip farmers with the necessary resources for success when it comes to this management grazing? So that's kind of another ironic statement talking about technology and grazing, but we really do have some things to look forward to. And and I guess I'll start by saying a large reason why managed grazing now is different than the grazing of a couple decades ago is because there have been advancements in just fencing technology and more mobile fencing so we're not so limited we just have a lot more flexibility to manage the animals in the land better than we ever had been before so that really is still probably the biggest technological advancement in grazing but there are some more futuristic things on the horizon one of them is virtual fencing. There's a few different companies around the world that are looking at developing this technology to be able to graze animals on the land with very little to almost no fence. GPS collars that can be dictated by a mobile device and we've done research with that and we know that it works and so that is a very promising practice. It's like a lot of technologies where it's maybe cost prohibitive at first, but it's going down in price already. Another tool called Paddock Track that we can use for tracking basically how much forage is in the pastures and it's kind of like a yield monitor except for grazing and that just helps us to up our game as grazers and managing the forage but also gives us records that used to be pretty cumbersome to keep and now it kind of automates that process so those are a couple examples and then as far as research goes there are more people both in the UW system and in the USDA in Wisconsin doing grazing research now than there were a few years ago. There is more of a push because of the benefits that we know of that grazing has, both economically and environmentally. And so there's more research happening. Now I would say the biggest areas of focus are with dairy heifers and with beef cattle. And those are, I guess, what we view as the low-hanging fruits for getting grazing on more land in Wisconsin. Well, there are a lot of benefits, and there are farmers who are taking advantage of those benefits by incorporating this managed grazing into their operations. 
there are some who are still on the fence or maybe are facing some bottlenecks thinking that that doesn't work for them. What are you doing to help reach them and not only help them understand where you're coming from, but also learn from them in return? It's a different way of looking at outreach. We can assume that most of the people who want to be grazing are already grazing. And so whoever else is out there, you know, there's going to be some other pathway for them to grazing if they choose to. And so rather than just telling people about how great this practice is and hoping that maybe they change their mind on it, we're having conversations with people and just finding out, like, why are you not interested in this or why do you think it won't work for you? That helps us to maybe clear things up with them. But I just say the information we get from them is probably more important because it helps us to know how to do outreach better. What is some of the feedback that you've received from farmers who are utilizing these practices that you've been working with and those who aren't? There's this tool that is still in development phase called the Heifer Grazing Compass, and it's basically just a spreadsheet, but it's very comprehensive and it's localized for wherever a farm is located. So if you're a farmer, I would sit down with you and you would put all of your personal farm information information in there and it would just show you hypothetically let's just say you chose to graze a small group of your dairy heifers it would show you what the economic impact of that would be on your farm and most likely while it is going to be a positive impact for you but what we're finding is that may not be the biggest barrier for a lot of farmers or that may not be the biggest hook but we're also finding that farmers may not be as closed off to the idea of grazing as we maybe thought they were they are very dairy farmers right now are very focused on animal welfare and animal comfort and this definitely has a role to play in that and we've seen that that is kind of a greater inroads in conversations with them than anything so if we can work with them to figure out maybe how to have grazing as a tool in their toolbox to improve cow comfort or animal comfort on their farm that's kind of where the conversation starts where do you see that continuous progression or the future of that grazing going in our conversations when we talk about those technologies that i referred to earlier those seem to be really big deals for farmers who aren't currently interested in grazing. If we could get those things to a point where they're proven and they work well and they're accessible and they're not cost prohibitive, I do think that there are farmers out there who would be very interested because those tools directly have an impact on basically the management side, the efficiency of grazing. And and that is what scares a lot of people is it's just different. There aren't people on a lot of dairy farms, for example, right now who are skilled in grazing and so farmers just aren't really interested and they're already spread thin how are we going to teach someone this new skill that is it's hard you move animals outside of the barn and there's fewer things in our control well we know that it can work well but to be able to sort of connect the dots is is where we're at right now and I think that all starts with just having conversations there's a lot of opportunities right now for trying to get grazing on more land in Wisconsin when you when you talk about land use practices especially in Wisconsin if you look at the soil map like the state is just super 
diverse across the state and there's really not a lot of things that we talk about in agriculture that kind of work across the map but grazing is one of them that comes very close and so we do think that it's a good fit and we think that there are some really good opportunities Um, but we also know that a good portion of the grazing that's already happening out there can continue to be improved as well and so that is another area of focus it isn't all just getting more out there it's improving what's already out there that was jason cavadini uw extension grazing outreach specialist you can learn more at wisc.edu from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Charity Seebecker. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When it comes to custom jewelry, get to know your Denny's jeweler. The way Denny's works custom is based on emotions and it's based on the clients, what they are feeling and wanting and looking for. And eventually it evolves into this piece of art. I'm Nick Denny. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A Skincare Minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Sweeta Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta Metal Roof. S-W-I-T-A MetalRoofing.com Sweeta Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. Here's a crew perfectly comfortable using Baylor twine as a belt. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Always styling, that's us. And time to talk about weather and what we better be sporting as far as clothes and winter equipment starting as soon as tonight. Time for a Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, along with us. So now this thing is really catching my attention. I mean, I thought that the cold weather was coming in today. It looks like we've got a little bit of a... Uh, respite from that today but then this this precipitation pattern sounds well it, it, rumor is it's bigger than what we might have initially thought well it's tracking more towards southeast wisconsin than we thought it was going to you're right i mean pretty mild the dog and i got in trouble last night i let him in he came in with muddy wet feet well it was that kind of a day We had plenty of precipitation, although Madison officially saying only nine hundredths of an inch. I see a report of Reedsburg at 28 hundredths of an inch, La Crosse 36 hundredths of an inch, oh, about eight tenths over at Fond du Lac. 
but a low pressure system did build up out of the southwest, heading up into Lake Superior this morning. Still some rain in the north. Oh, Black River Falls to Wausau, to Tomahawk, and up into the UP. Some snow in northeast Minnesota wrapping around the backside of that low, but that one's pulling away. There's a small chance you have a little light rain in the next couple of hours. Oh, Madison, Beaver Dam, Fond du Lac, and north. Otherwise, I expect the next system is one we have to watch. It's out near the Four Corners area. It's going to slide toward the panhandles of Texas and Oklahoma and then start to turn northeast, maybe heading into the southern third or almost half of Illinois and then on toward Ohio into the day tomorrow. And that's the one that will bring some snow. We may all see some snow lacrosse, maybe a flurry, but more likely it's going to affect south and southeast Wisconsin, and that's where snow will be heaviest. The heaviest snow I would expect in far southeast Wisconsin. Could be upwards of six or eight inches. For most of us, not quite that heavy, but I think I'm going to lump Madison in there a bit, say, oh, about three to five inches that will happen as we make our way on from quite late tonight into the day Thursday. I mean, Madison and Beaver Dam and over towards Sheboygan under a winter storm watch from 3 a.m. tomorrow morning until midnight, and that covers a good part of south and especially southeast Wisconsin now. Boston and La Crosse missing out on some of this activity as that system stays off to the south, but there'll be plenty of moisture. A bigger factor is today it gets colder as the low pulls away up over Lake Superior and up into Canada, and we stay a little colder to support snow from Wednesday and on it, or from Thursday then, and staying colder and drier Friday, but we start to moderate. In fact, the weekend, back up into the 30s, maybe some low 40s in southern Wisconsin, so new snow cover may not last all that long. It may be melting off a little more quickly than you'd think as we start that warm-up on into the weekend. Could talk of a little rain-snow mix trying to build in as we look on toward the early part of next week as well. I'll have forecast details right after this. I look at this dairy cow, and again, it's the animal that I love. The things that this dairy cow can do and the way that she can produce milk, to me, there is no substitute for milk in the world. And to be able to keep cows and help cows produce that for people, to me, that's a privilege. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Only three companies control 95% of the market for large tractor production. When monopolies capture the market, they take advantage of family farmers and restrict who can repair their equipment. That cuts into farmers' bottom line, and laws must be passed to protect our right to repair. A healthy and vibrant food system is possible, but farmers need the right to repair. And we can't get there without Fairness for Farmers. Visit fairnessforfarmers.org, paid for by National Farmers Union. Alrighty, Stu, let's have some more details on this uh, creeping forecast coming in. That's going to do that. Creep in on the Compere Financial Ag Weather Forecast does call for a little light rain quite early yet still in the east and south. Otherwise, a cloudy day with falling temperatures. Temps dropping into the mid and low 30s as it stays pretty breezy. Southwest winds this morning, 10 to 20. They'll gust near 35, become northwest for the afternoon. Cloudy skies tonight, and there could be a little snow in the south quite late in the night. As we drop down to 24, the northwest winds at 5 to 15. The winter storm watch, Madison, Beaver Dam up to Sheboygan, not including Fond du Lac right now, but the winter storm watch, 3 a.m. Thursday till midnight Thursday. 
cloudy, windy, and in the east and south, snow tomorrow, not so much lacrosse or Austin. Temps in the mid or upper 20s, north winds 10 to 20, gusting to 30. The snow ends Thursday night, mostly sunny, cold on Friday, mid-20s. Northwest winds at 5 to 10 become southwest late, warming for the weekend. Like I say, Pam Madison, 3 to 5, a good 2 to 4 at Beaver Dam. Fond du Lac maybe in that 2 to 4 inch range and then heavier further southeast. Okay, well, we'll get ready for it. The good news, like you said, is that we'll warm up again by the weekend. Yeah, yeah, it turns around pretty quick, so it should melt pretty quickly. All right, buddy. Wipe off the dog's paws. Uh, he's gonna. Yes, I'm, I've been instructed. <laughs> I, I have the same challenge. All right, dude, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks. All right, see ya. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, joining us this morning again. Like he said, things start changing as soon as uh, 3 a.m. Thursday morning, so get yourself prepared today. Your Ag Weather Update brought to you courtesy of Compure Financial, your financial partner committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit Compure.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Blake, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, I appreciated the emailed estimate and text message communication about the repairs. Thanks, Blake. Schedule your appointment, tomsautocenter.com. We'll make sure you get five-star service. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. They say yes to seven straight days. A traveling dress rehearsal for you to get comfortable in the seat and feel the power behind the smartest purchase you've ever made. The seven day, no questions asked return policy, if you need it, at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. We all get hit by the storms of life. I had noticed my legs were swelling, and we went to Maine Medical Hospital, and they said, oh, Mr. Conquest, can you get up for your MRI? And I remember pushing up off the bed, and I fell. Next thing I know, it was three weeks later, and I was paralyzed. It was a pretty low point to not be able to do the things that I love to do. PBA was there the first day. Thanks to PVA, paralyzed veterans are getting specialized medical care and treatments. The benefits they've earned, the jobs they want, and the accessible vehicles and homes they need. PVA has brought me back to life. I've fallen a few times and PVA is like, get up. We just keep getting up. To learn more, go to pva.org today. You're no stranger to hard work and eating right, but your abs are more like flabs. Carbon World Health offers MSculpt, an FDA-approved treatment for men who want to transform their physique. One session is equivalent to 20,000 crunches without the painful recovery. Melt fat, build and tone muscle, then start getting the results you're looking for. MSculpt at Carbon World Health. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com. Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. I grew up on tour with my parents. Kind of different, but we bonded over music just like other families do over sports, camping, or other interests. And we talked. 
little everyday conversations from silly to serious that built a foundation over time. Honest conversations, like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. And I was so grateful that you and mom had become these sober, stable people who were always there for me. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now, that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs, whether it's music or anything else. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. The nightmare of working with some contractors is much like being on a bad date. They take forever to return your call. When they do show up, they leave your house a mess, and then they throw in weird surprises. Swipe left. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company who does return your calls, leaves your property clean, and never any awkward surprises. Swipe right, and let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate. ActuateLLC.com. Design. Create. Actuate. Let our family help your family. This is Matt Gunderson. And this is Elmer, our canine cuddle ambassador, here to provide good-natured, loving, fuzzy support to further our level of personal care. Someday you might meet Elmer as we assist you with an individual life celebration. Let our family help your family. Visit GundersonFH.com. Over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. Because of you, someone gets to stay home in familiar surroundings. Because of you, there will always be a friendly smile. Because you are the bright star in someone's life. Bright Star Home Care is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes working one-on-one with clients in their homes means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the bright star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. I think personally, you see David Stearns is now saying, "Well, he wants he, out. He wants out. He's going to sit there and be a advisor, advisor yeah, for this role. season." Craig Council now has a a question about his future. You see some of the good players saying, "We're not being talked to. We think we're on our way out." I know there's been scuttlebutt about Corbin Burns refusing to ever come sure. back to Milwaukee. Josh Hader was upset with some of the front office stuff and that the scuttlebutt was that's why they trade him and they didn't want to pay him. Yeah. I think this all stems from the top, the guy in charge that had hired a good general manager, yep. but he didn't allow the general manager to, to spend, spend more money. money than what he wanted. So he can go to a Houston, he can go to a insert bigger market here, a, a bets and spend the money to mm-hmm, win. Mm-hmm. Craig council was told that just like the fans, Hey, we'll open the pocketbooks. When we can, well, he's realizing that they're, they're in never this window and they're not doing it. And then the players themselves yeah. are realizing that, well, they don't want to pay us. They just want to use us on our ARB. And then they Ship, they, yeah, they quit on yeah, us yeah. a year and a half before they actually should have. I have a epiphany. I th- I, I, it's Mark Ananasio being cheap that has turned everybody off. That's I, my opinion. I have an epiphany here. So we started with the governor, Tony Evers, proposing investing $290 million of Wisconsin's $7 billion surplus into the stadium district to fund obligations at Amfam Field. How about this? No, it is taxpayer money. That is our money. What if we all storm? Well, I use that term loosely. But what we demand that $290 million 
right, you keep some of that for the ref, you know, you know upgrading American Family Field, but take 150 million of our money and put it into payroll. Can we do that? Can we say, hey, Mark, we're the seven billion dollar surplus. You want 290 million? Let's take some of that and by God, instead of I don't know, helping the retractable roof grease its gears, put it into payroll. And get some players. Well, here's the thing. I don't know if you can do that, but I would totally love to do it. To your point on on the payroll, the Milwaukee Brewers really did not go out and get anyone. They Yeah, they got a handful of minor league invites, which are guys that will have to play extremely well just to make the club. Yeah. Or else maybe they take maybe they take the AAA job. Most of them, because they are names that are fringe major league players, probably go back to free agency and elect to sign somewhere else where they have a better shot of going to the big leagues. But they're two true free agent signings. They're both one-year deals. It was Brian Anderson and it was Wade Miley, and they spent between eight and nine million. If you remember this earlier this winter, they did have that Disney deal where they signed uh, some of their like game cast pitchers, where each team got 30 million million straight to their coffers. So if you were going to sign a bunch of one-year deals where it was like, hey, we got this extra 30 million here just for the one season, they've spent eight or nine of that. So that obviously about 21, 22 million is just straight to the brewers that they didn't even use on payroll or anything. Yeah. And that's, that's on top of all of the radio and TV deals where they all, yep. Not even to mention some of the the uh, revenue sharing from other groups. It the fact that you got a free thirty million and you spent eight to nine million of that in free agency for the entire upcoming it's year. A little absurd. Why would why if I'm Corbin Burns? Why would I want to pitch for Milwaukee yeah. when I do throw my best games? I get taken out. <laughs> when I was up for a Cy Young once, they they had me come up less than an inning short. Yep. Um, they're not wanting to pay me money. Why Why would I want to yeah. come back? Yeah. And think about this as we go to break here. Everyone talks about, you know, Craig Council, Wisconsin legend, Brewers legend, Wisconsin guy, for, you know, have a pass for as long as he wants. Think of the other way. What if Craig Council doesn't want that? What if he's the one that says, I'm sick of this? Like he says all the right things as he should to the, you know, the public because he's a company man. What if behind the closed doors, like this report came out, like you were saying, Rowdy, what if he's like, I'm sick of not, I'm sick of being handcuffed. Well, he said, I want out. I'm sick of being good at my job and you not giving me enough to win. Like we don't want him to say, what if he wants out? We, we have a roster of, of guys that can win 85 games and I won 95. We have a roster of, of 80 win team, but I won 88. I'm he's the one that exactly that's. I think Stearns wanted out. I think council, there's now grumblings, and clearly some of the players. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. I'm talking with Tammy Wiedenbeck from Lancaster, Wisconsin, later this morning. She is another new face representing Wisconsin on the Cattlemen's Beef Board. She's finding out firsthand how beef checkoff dollars are being spent. Her story on the way. Good morning, everyone. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. So weather is going to get interesting today into tomorrow. 
Looks like we've got mostly rain in the forecast for today. Daytime highs around 43. Then tonight into Thursday, that's when things start to change, especially as far as temperatures are concerned. Tomorrow, we're probably going to see some snow accumulations. Daytime high around 26. Friday, partly sunny and 24 before we bounce up on Saturday back to 41 degrees. So today is the 15th day of February. On this day, back in 1965, Canada adopted its current national flag, showing a maple leaf. That leaf, they say, symbolizes the country's forests, the middle white stripe, the Arctic snow, and the red stripe, the Atlantic and Pacific oceans. Canada adopts their maple leaf flag on this day back in 1965. Let's see. On this day... Back in 1964, Chris Farley was born. Of course, the actor-comedian that grew up in Madison, Wisconsin, passed away from an accidental overdose in 1997, but he was very popular, widely seen during Second City Theater days, as well as, of course, his appearance on Saturday Night Live and, obviously, a lot of movies. Madison native Chris Farley, born on this day back in 1964. And now you know. It is a Wednesday. That means it's time for us to catch up with our friends from the Steffes Group. Remember them? S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. You might have had a chance to catch up with some of the crew during the recent Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. I know that I did. And don't forget, if you want to talk to them directly, their toll-free number is 800-726-8609. 800-726-8609. And back along with us, Ashley Hewn from the Steffes Group, who's a busy fella out on the road. You know, it continues to be a busy time for the Steffers Group and anybody that wants to kind of take care of some business as far as an auction's concerned. But today, Ashley, you want to focus in on folks that might have a little bit more of a regular business to conduct auctions. Explain how the Steffers Group works with businesses that have routinely been involved in trying to sell some things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, everybody thinks of an auction company or has an idea that it's just for retirement or or whatever. But, you know, we have a platform that works for farmers to do their own trade and abuse equipment. And and it can save you money. It can put you in control of what you're doing and manage your assets that way. And, you know, twice a month we have these uh, three-ring auctions that have stuff up all over the Midwest. It gets to stay right on the farm. We come to you and take the pictures and do all the work, all the advertising, and, and the farmer can just sit back and uh, sell it right off of his farm. Yeah, you know, I'm curious, Ashley. Um, sometimes we have a lot of miscellaneous items. Does the Steffes Group ever draw a line on minimum value? Like you said, you're running your staff all over the place to gather just something as simple as pictures and, and descriptions. Do we ever have a minimum that you want to see met as far as the value of that item? Well, we, we want to help everybody, Pam, just like you. So we really don't have minimums. But, you know, we want to stick to what we're good at. We know we're not good at household, but we are good at farm equipment. We're good at construction, and we're good at farm real estate. Yeah, and the word spreading. Uh, Ashley's talking to us today from Kansas City, where they're getting ready for their uh, Super Bowl celebration. And that's a perfect example where larger companies are coming to the Steffes Group to take care of. Maybe it's a maybe it's a couple different items through the course of a month. Maybe it's all at once, huh? 
Yeah, the way things are going, Pam, is getting the attention of some larger companies that uh, possibly want to liquidate some assets. Um, and, you know, when it's agriculture, uh, you can't help but notice the Stephas Group, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's just it. Big or small, the Stephas Group welcomes all. And like he said, it uh, doesn't matter if it's a specific item. I imagine that, uh, well, I don't know, seeing much in the way of farmland transacting these days, Ashley? Yeah, yeah you know, right now we are probably heavier on the real estate side this spring mm. coming up here as we are equipment. But that kind of happens like this every year because it's easy to talk about farmland in January and February when it's really cold. And then guys, you know, it's starting to warm up a little bit. and The shed door might open up and all of a sudden, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Or I want to trade this off or I'm looking for this. Those questions are starting to come in right now. Well, and to your point, I know here in Wisconsin, we're going to get some above average weather that will give everybody the itch. You don't want to start necessarily making all these decisions, trying to pull all these pieces together when you're out already in the tractor doing field work. Right. That's exactly right. So, you know, those who plan ahead usually do the best. Keep that in mind. Very good. Again, like we said, folks, it's Ashley Hewen along with us as usual on a Wednesday with the Steffes Group online. Excellent resource for you to take a look at what's happening as far as prices. Take a look at what's coming up. Steffesgroup.com. S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com or call them 800 726 8609, like you said, big or, sw- big or small, they're ready to help you all. Ashley Hewn with the Steffes Group. Take a trip to the grocery store and you'll pay record high prices for food while multinational corporations rake in massive profits. Meanwhile, the farmer's share of the food dollar is only 15 cents. Farmers Union is fighting for laws in the Farm Bill, like a competition title that promote fair markets. A healthy and vibrant food system is possible. But we can't get there without Fairness for Farmers. Visit fairnessforfarmers.org, paid for by National Farmers Union. Well, if your Valentine's Day celebration yesterday included chocolate, you are definitely not alone. The National Confectioners Association estimated that 92% of Americans would plan to include chocolate or candy in their Valentine's Day celebrations. They estimate 58 million pounds of chocolate would change hands as of yesterday. They also estimate that 36 million iconic heart-shaped boxes of chocolates in all kinds of sizes would be sold this year. They say 93% of Americans say that they would love to receive a gift of chocolate or candy from their sweetheart on Valentine's Day. Well, that's not uh, necessarily doing much for our dairy markets, but yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese dropped two cents to $1.55 and a half. 40-pound block cheese was up a penny and three quarters of 189. Double-A butter up two and a quarter cents, 245 and three quarters per pound. This morning in Chicago, December corn's down three at 595. November beans down eight, 1375. July wheat down two, 797. March milk down two right now at 1772. The April milk, though, eight cents stronger at 1802 a hundredweight. Today, Governor Tony Evers will release his version of the state's operating budget. Talked yesterday with Wisconsin Senator Joan Balwig. She said there has been heavy traffic in and out of her office from all kinds of different groups that are hoping they'll be able to capitalize on some of the nearly $7 billion surplus dollars available in the state budget. Again, everybody going to kind of pay attention to the details coming up tonight.
Speaking of details, Tammy Wiedenbeck, who is a beef producer from Lancaster, a new face on the Cattlemen's Beef Board, finding out about beef checkoff dollars and how they're being spent. Those details on the way for a Wednesday. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Cleary Building Corp. They protect what you value. Visit clearybuilding.com to see the Cleary difference. And Wisconsin Farm Bureau, the state's largest general agriculture organization for over 100 years. Join now at wfbf.com. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net on Facebook and Twitter. I grew up around animals. When I went to help a neighbor milking cows, it's when I realized there was a whole other aspect of being a veterinarian. And the dairy cows, I just kind of fell in love with them as an animal, the neatest animal on earth, so to speak. I really want them to be the best functioning animal that they can be. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Is fatigue and lack of libido keeping you on the injured reserve list? It could be symptoms of low testosterone. After the age of 30, men begin to notice this reduction in quality of life due to natural hormonal decline. But there is something you can do about it. Carbon World Health offers custom-designed hormone replacement treatment. They'll determine if you need testosterone replacement or growth hormone therapy. Don't let low T keep you on the bench. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals. Then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Hey, it's time again for Checkoff Chat, program brought to you courtesy of your beef checkoff dollars. And remember, dairy farmers, that involves you as well. We're also partnered up with our friends from the Equity Cooperative Livestock Association, proud sponsor of Checkoff Chats. Remember, visit equitycoop.com for all your livestock marketing needs. And we're going to introduce you to a new voice here on Checkoff Chat. Chats. Uh, Tammy Wienbeck's uh, in southwest Wisconsin. She's involved in the beef industry and most recently was asked to serve on the Cattlemen's Beef Board on behalf of Wisconsin and even elevated to the Executive Committee. Congratulations on that, Tammy. We'll get to it in just a little bit. First of all, tell us a little bit about your background. How'd you get involved with uh, the Beef Council and in turn now the Cattlemen's Beef Board? Sure. I'm from uh, a family farm that's been in the family since 1836. So my background dates quite a bit back in the agriculture industry. Uh, Grew up in Lancaster on a beef and crop operation, uh, farming with my brother and my parents. Uh, Went to school at UW-Platteville there, continued my passion for agriculture uh, and animal science and communications. So uh, I've recently uh, changed industries as far as job goes, work for Bug Tussle, uh, which is an internet company now. Um, so it's been a 
a great experience uh, sharing my agriculture passion with that industry, but then also having that uh, broad background when going to the Cattlemen's Beef Board and sharing my experiences with all of them. Yeah, no, uh, Tammy is, was telling me that although they just recently had a convention down in New Orleans, in reality, you were introduced to the Cattlemen's Beef Board, started getting some working knowledge on everything that's going on with that group earlier this summer in Denver. Tell me about that. Sure. I, to be honest, didn't know a lot about uh, what the Beef Checkoff uh, had to offer. And then I got appointed to the Cattlemen's Beef Board where we went out to Denver for our new member orientation. Uh, that was very eye-opening. Uh, we learned again where a uh, dollar per head is collected and paid by producers on all cattle and calves sold. Uh, here in Wisconsin, 50 uh, cents stays in the state and 50 cents goes to the national program. I thought it was pretty cool that uh, it was established in 1985 in the Farm Bill um, and it became mandatory and it was approved by farmers and ranchers. So um, a lot of those funds are collected and used to drive the growth and demand of beef products that are delicious and that we all work so hard to raise with those cattle on, on our farms and ranches. So uh, you can you could serve on six different committees. Uh, you have the Consumer Trust, Domestic Marketing, International Marketing, Safety and Product Innovation, Stakeholder Engagement, or the Nutrition and Health Committee. So uh, it's a really great experience, and I got to meet a lot of uh, beef farmers and ranchers from across the country. Well, and you stepped up and said that you wanted to be a part of that health committee. Tell me a little bit more on what motivated you to try to lean in that direction, Tammy. I chose the Nutrition Health Committee for a couple different reasons. Uh, after a surgery I had, I kind of struggled with uh, digestion and, and food issues. Uh, I got sick of people telling me what I could and couldn't eat or what I should try or just having a diet of one specific item or another. And, and I've done a lot of work and research on my own uh, health and well-being, uh, getting tested for food sensitivities and did a free by four genetic test, um, which showed me that I'm more sensitive to salt and specific foods, um, and I've actually shared that information uh, with some of our contractors uh, for the Cattlemen's Beef Board and how that can affect the research uh, that they're doing on beef and uh, individual diets. Interesting. That's a, Talk about a turnabout fair play and con contributing right out of the chute. That's something interesting. So tell me a little bit more about, uh, you know, that first exposure to everything the Cattlemen's Beef Board has got going on. You mentioned uh, didn't necessarily know a lot going in, but, man, it must have been pretty impressive to you in that first meeting. Oh, definitely. Uh, there's 101 members from across the country. So just getting that different perspective uh, from people in different states. Uh, there's a lot of differences that go on, but we all share that common passion and goal um, and really value the hard work that goes behind that beef product that we see in the stores. Um, the Cattlemen's Beef Board, their purpose is kind of manage the collection of those dollars. And we've got nine contractors and three subcontractors uh, that can all submit and present uh, requests for funding. Um, and what they're doing is um, research and um, a lot of different projects that are 
trying to promote exports, um, imports, and anything that we can do to um, demand the the growth of that beef product. Yeah, right. Now, it must have been a lot to take in all at once. Were there certain contractors, certain projects that really automatically jumped to your attention, Tammy? Like we said, as kind of a first time exposed to everything, all the working parts, were there any particular projects that really caught your attention right away? Yeah, they uh, down in New Orleans, actually, they presented on some of the highlights going on with the beef checkoff, uh, updates on the research that they're doing, uh, committee-specific information. Um, they are exploring how beef can be introduced in the diet as young as six months of age. They have partnerships with NASCAR and different athletic teams, so that was uh, pretty cool to hear about. Um, they have new technologies going on, like a, a meat demand monitor. They also have on-the-farm STEM programs, uh, which are resources to science teachers that they can use in their classrooms. Um, and they also talked about how South Korea loves uh, American beef. So that was uh, interesting to hear. And they're one of our uh, top importers of American beef. Yeah. Yeah, Tammy Wiedenbeck along with us. She's one of the fresh new faces on the Cattlemen's Beef Board's Executive Committee representing Wisconsin. This is Checkoff Chats again, courtesy of Your Beef Checkoff Dollars and our partnership with Equity Cooperative Livestock. So, Tammy, tell me a little bit about what happens from here. Uh, what are you looking forward to next? Uh, like we said, uh, you're kind of drinking through a hose here trying to take up all this information so quick. Sure. Our next meeting is uh, in April where the new members will be meeting again and we will be out there meeting new faces uh working with contractors and seeing what else they have in store for us uh, if you want to learn more about the beef board uh you can go to beefboard.org uh the drive in five which they are videos on youtube they talk a lot about what our committee is doing or beeftips.com is your resource for the Wisconsin Beef Council. Yeah, kind of nice to know that Wisconsin's got, what did we say, two representatives on the Cattlemen's Beef Board or more than that? Uh, there are four representatives, and two of us are on the executive committee for the Cattlemen's Beef Board. So you're ready to answer questions if people come across you as we get ready with springtime activities, huh? Oh, you bet. <laughs> uh, I enjoy a challenge, and uh, I got a different background to bring to the table, so I'm excited to see what it has in store. Well, excellent. We are so glad that she stepped up and got involved. Again, that's Tammy Wiedenbeck. She's down in southwest Wisconsin, and now she is our new Wisconsin face on the Cattlemen's Beef Board Executive Committee. Like she said, all kinds of projects going on on behalf of your beef checkoff dollars. Research, promotion, education, all encompassed in those efforts. You want to find out more, like she said, beefboard.org. You can also find out what's happening right here in Wisconsin. Beeftips.com will share stories, recipes, and what's coming up there. And, of course, we also appreciate the partnership with Equity Cooperative Livestock. Remember, if you're looking for livestock marketing needs, a little market access, then please go to equitycoop.com. Tammy Wiedenbeck along with us, representing Wisconsin on the Cattlemen's Beef Board Executive Committee.